Oh, how.
for here in the house.
Heavenly Father, as we have gathered here on the first day of the new year uh, that has come, Lord, we offer up our first fruits of worship unto you, Lord. You desire obedience, not sacrifice. Lord, here we are to obey you and to follow you. We give all of ourselves to you, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being in our midst. Thank you for the salvation that we have in Jesus Christ. Thank you that it cannot be snuffed out or be taken away or be stolen by our enemy, the great enemy, Satan. But Lord, you, through you, we overcome. And we are able to overcome through the strength and through the relationship that we have that is secure in Jesus Christ. Because of your son, Jesus Christ, we, have not, we are now able to enter the holy place, to see you face to face, and to have a relationship with you, an intimate relationship with you. Lord, we humble ourselves to you this morning. Speak to us, God, for we are hungry and we are desperate for your touch. May this new year be a new mark of a beginning, of a new level in our relationship with you. May it grow deeper in you, and may our fruits bring forth of all the good things that is stored up in our hearts, O God. By nature, Lord, our hearts are crooked, and it's too small, O Lord. It is too selfish, but through you, Lord, may it be selfless, and may it be humble and pure and clean before you, O God, that when we enter your presence, that our hands may be clean and that our hearts may be pure. It's not by works, it's not by our own strength, but simply by our submission to you. We submit to you and we resist the devil. We obey you and obey you alone and not of the world. For we do not belong to the world. We belong in your care. You are our Father, and we have been adopted into your sonship, into your daughtership. We love you, Lord, and we declare today that you are my God, that you are my King. We thank you, we love you. We give you all the glory and all the honor. We pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ, and we pray, and all of God's people pray. Amen. And amen. God bless you this morning. Uh, let's all take our seat. I want to share a message with you this morning uh, found in 1 John chapter 3. And in 1 John chapter 3, in verse 7, it says, Dear children, uh, do not let anyone lead you astray. Uh, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous just as he is righteous. Verse 8, the one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. I'll say that again. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin, because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. Verse 10, and this is where it ends. This is how we know who the children of God are 
and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. Amen and amen. In this new year, we're going to be on the theme of the house of the Lord, building up the presence and the house of God, the presence of God, building up the presence of God in our lives, in our body, in the temple. As the Bible says, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And the question that I want to start off by asking you this morning is how long have you left your house empty? How long have we been idle, in other words, lazy, sluggish, slothful in our lives? And when I speak of house, I speak of your most inmost intimate place. I'm speaking of your heart, the heart representing your life, your life representing your body, your soul, and your spirit, your life, that one precious life that the devil hates and that the devil wants to destroy. But you are so precious and so important to God that God, he desires that you protect this temple, your heart, your body, and it is the most important thing that we can accomplish in this life. It's not the jobs or the success and the career or the degree, but it's about protecting that most intimate place, your heart, your life, your body, and you must protect this place. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 to 20 says, Do you not know that your bodies are what? Temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you. Holy Spirit is in you. You cannot forget that. Whom you have received from who? From God. It is a gift that has been bestowed upon you. It was a free gift that God has given you. In other words, you are not your own, Paul says. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, what? Honor God. Honor him with your bodies. So to stay in sync with the Lord The scripture here is reminding us that we must keep in step with his holy presence. It's like a football team. I remember the coach would, each player would take turns carrying the football throughout the day. And the coach would tell that individual, carry it. And as a teammate, you can try to make him fumble, make him drop the ball. But the most important thing was when you fumble, make sure that when you drop the ball, make sure quickly Be quick in picking it back up. A lot of times the reason why we fall short and it is difficult for us to come back to church and it's difficult for us to come back and sync with God is because we have fumbled the ball and we are not quick in picking back up. We have not built that discipline in getting back up and repenting right away. The moment you push away repentance, the moment you allow guilt to take over, and you choose to stay away from God, from the church, it becomes more difficult, and the devil becomes, our life becomes a playground to the devil, and he messes us up because we're not strong enough to fight against the great adversary, Satan. He's too strong. No wonder why so many people are falling away from the church, and are falling away and have fallen away from their faith. So our walk and our relationship with God every day in this year, 
I pray in this new year, 2024, I pray that you will remain in sync with the Lord and that you will protect your heart, your body, the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the moment we mess up the frequency, get it back in the right place right away. Because if it's left idle for too long, we'll begin to lose our touch. I mean, there are only certain few who can come back and do it again. Like Michael Jordan, he went to play baseball, he came back. But, but in spiritual setting, it is difficult for every individual. And you must stay in sync with the Lord. Philippians 2, verse 12, NIV says, Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. NLT New Living Translation says, work hard, work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. But the problem is many people think, yes, he saved me. That's it. I'm good. One revival, that's good for the year. It should be enough to carry me throughout the year. Days hike, we only take one small canteen of water. And we think that that's enough for us to survive. It says every day we must go to the source. Every day we must turn back to the Lord. And many people are saying there is more to God's presence. And the answer to that question is yes, always there's more. And it is always enough. The Christian life doesn't end when it says the end, like Disney movie, happily ever after, and that is it. It is the continuing of your relationship in being in sync with the Lord, keeping in step with the Lord. The Christian life is more than this. It says Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. But it says, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do the good works which God prepared in advance for you to do. So God is calling us to stay in sync with him and to continue in doing the good work that God has called you to do in your life. Therefore, in your walk with the Lord, the scripture teaches us, as I mentioned earlier in Philippians 2.12, work out your salvation. Continue to work out your salvation. It says, work hard to show the result of your faith. Continue to work out your salvation with what? With fear and trembling. In other words, it is reverence and fear. It is our respect to the Lord, our devotion to the Lord, our love for the Lord. So what does continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling mean? I have four quick points, just real quick. Number one, we must decide. Number two, we must be devoted. Number three, we must be diligent. And number four, I'll go over it at the end. But again, we must decide, we must be devoted, we must be diligent. Just like the song that we sang, Refiner's Fire, right? I choose to be holy set apart for you my master ready to do your will i choose to be we must 
be devoted. You must choose to be devoted to the Lord. You must choose to be diligent to the Lord. You must choose to make, in making that decision, you are choosing to be devoted and to be diligent before the Lord. Please say with me, decide. We mu- in other words, with point number one, when I say decide, it means make a choice. Make a decision. Decide which side you are on this year. In this new year, 2024, make a decision. Which side are you on? Because these days, it seems like it's difficult to decide where we stand. Because everyone is so wishy-washy. But as Christians, we must decide and make a choice. In other words, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. We don't fall for anything else because we stand and I stand upon the solid rock of Christ. Matthew 12, verse 30 says, Whoever is not with me is against, meaning opposes me. And anyone who isn't working with me is actually working against me. Christ is calling you to make that decision today. Where do you stand? Are you standing with Christ? Are you standing against Christ? There is no middle ground. So point number one, decide. Point number two, we must be devoted. In other words, it means be dedicated, committed, be loyal. Loyal to who? Loyal to Christ in your private prayer, in your public prayer, in your private worship, in your public worship. The question is, are we still devoted today? Have you been devoted in the year 2023? Then most likely you will be devoted to the Lord in the year 2024. It will continue. It will not stop. You will not skip a year. There is no a year, a month that you take a break. You will continue to do it each and every single day until you take your final breath here on this earth. And point number three, diligence. What do I mean by diligence? You cannot have devotion without diligence, right? You can be devoted, but you need to be diligent each and every single day. Hebrews 12 verse 1 says, let us run with perseverance, other words, endurance, in other words, patience, the race God has set before us. Run continually, not just one day. Each day, Ephesians 4.22, put off your old self. Each day, put off your old self. Disregard your former way of life. Look at your old photo back when you were young, when you were a teenager, when you were in high school, or, or the way you used to be. Remind yourself. Remember who you used to be, how you used to think, how you used to live, what you desired back then. Disregard it, your former way of life. Thank the Lord for who you are today. Make a comparison to who you used to be and to who you are right now. Because if you don't look forward, if you are not diligent in moving forward in the new life, the new individual, the new person that Christ, when Christ came, you became a new individual. If you continue to live in your former way of life, in your former way of thinking, it will corrupt you with its evil desires and you will want to go back to its deceitful desires because that's what Satan will teach you. He will say, Remember back in the day, the good old days. Don't you want to go back when it was easy? And that's what happened with the Israelites. They were deceived by Satan. 
Sin is not mentioned when they were in the desert, but we know sin. It says sin has been sinning from the beginning. He has been here from the beginning. And he is here, and he hates you, and he wants to kill you, and he wants to destroy you. And he put in the minds of the Israelites when they were in the desert, when it should have taken two weeks max for that journey. Sin corrupted their heart. But deceiving them, go back to the point where the people, where they witness the miracle of the Red Sea, the quail and manna that God provided each and every single day, the water from the rock with Moses, the miracle they witnessed, what did they utter in their voice? They said, if only I can go back as a slave in Egypt. They were deceived. They wanted to go back to their old, former way of life. Scripture says, put off your old self, Ephesians 4.22. Disregard your former way of life, which corrupts you with its evil and deceitful desires. So what must we do? Hebrews 10 teaches us, to persevere in your faith. It says, let us draw near to God with a, what? A sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings. Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left but only a fearful expectation of judgment and a raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Meaning, in other words, you become an enemy of God when you continue to deliberately sin before the Lord. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of covenant that sanctified them, and who has insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know Him who said, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, and again the Lord will judge His people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. He says, you need to persevere. So that when you have done the will of God, you'll receive what he has promised. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed. But to those who have faith and are saved. So again, number one, you must decide. Number two, you must be devoted. In other words, stay devoted. Number three, you must be diligent and stay diligent. And lastly, point four, and I'm ending with this, you must resist the devil, the devil. So four Ds here, four Ds, decide, devoted, diligence. And I want to add the devil in there because we cannot forget the enemy we don't fight an invisible enemy. I think it's very important that we understand that you have a powerful, invisible, visible enemy right in front of you. You cannot forget. When you wake up every day, remember Christ, and we also flip the coin and remember that there is a powerful enemy 
are very, very powerful and he's someone that we should not take lightly. You need to understand that he exists and that he desires to kill your life. If you're driving casually, leisurely, taking a fun drive, it's good. But once you find out that there's someone stalking you and following you, you become alert. You're not going to do what you always do. You will know and you'll be ready and you will drive differently and you will act differently. So the scripture is reminding us today as we build up the Lord's house, as we protect the temple of God, our bodies, please understand that there is a powerful enemy. But don't fear because the Bible says we can resist the devil and that we can and we will and we have overcome the devil. The scripture actually says the devil is known as a strong man. That's how Jesus describes the devil, the strong man. And unless we prepare ourselves for the strong man, we will become his victims. We'll become a victim to his attacks, to his schemes, and to his strength. And we will be destroyed. So the scripture where Jesus mentions that is found in Matthew 12, 43 to 45. And it says, when an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. And when it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied. Why is it unoccupied? Because no one is there. You, you cleaned it once and you think that's it. But what happens when a house is left unoccupied? Mold starts to grow. In fact, the best way to destroy a house is to what? Not live in it. Just leave it vacant. See what happens. Don't take care of it. It says, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean, and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself. And they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. And that is how it will be with this wicked generation. It says, if you don't keep yourself in check, the condition of you, who you used to be, and when this evil spirit comes back, when this strong man comes back with seven other wicked spirit than itself, the condition of you is going to be far worse than it was in the beginning. The devil will come back, and he will always come back to kill and to destroy, as it says in John 10.10. I know it's about the Pharisee and the teachers of the law, but they take on the characteristic of sin. That's why it says the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. First Peter 5 he is like a roaring liar. Your enemy prowls, looking for someone to devour. You must be alert and sober-minded. And in the past, it was easy. When you were young, life was easy because you didn't really think about the devil. But now, the Lord has saved you. Yes, God has saved me. Now I am free. You don't realize the moment you become saved, you are now under the devil's radar. You become a threat to him. 
and he will do everything in his power to steal, kill, and to destroy your life. So how do we do it? James 4, and we're going to get to this in our Real Faith series. James 4, it says in verse 6, but he gives us more grace. That is why scripture says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Verse 7, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I'll say it again. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. But it says, submit to God first. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. In other words, you don't stand for anything, therefore you are falling for everything. You are double-minded. You have to be single-minded. Single-minded that Jesus Christ is my Lord, that he is my avenger, that he will fight on my behalf. It says, grieve, mourn, and well. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. In other words, you need to submit to God. You need to be humble, and you need to resist. A lot of people think to resist the devil, you bring 10 Christians in, and then we pray in tongue, and then then we go crazy, and we think that's how we resist the devil. But it says the way to resist the devil is very simple. Submit to God. Humble yourselves. Don't Don't walk in a place where you are prideful. Submit to God. Humble yourself. And then resist the devil. And then it says he will flee from you. Very simple. Nothing more, nothing less. So the question, how far have you fallen from the tree? The solution, submit to God. Go back to the source. You are one person away from your phone being shut off. You must come back to the source. Paul speaks of it like branches that have broken off. But only if you had persisted and been diligent in your faith, then you would have been okay. So connect back to the root. Know that Christ is your vine. And we are his branches. And as Jesus teaches us in John 15, remain in him. Jesus says, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do nothing. So it's one or the other. Are we remaining or are we apart from him? It's one or the other. And I pray that you will remain in the Lord. And... The scripture is very clear. Um, once you get well, I mean, there's a story of the paralyzed man in Matthew 12. For 38 years, he was paralyzed. And then he gets well. And then Jesus finds him in the temple. And Jesus reminds him. Right? He says, you're good. You're, you're well. I healed you. But Jesus says, stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. In other words, an impure spirit is coming. When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through rare places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself.
and they go and live there. The final condition of that person is worse than the first. That is how it will be with this wicked generation. My friends, that's what we're seeing right now in our family, with our friends, with the churches. That's what's happening. And in the Philippines, you'll see the people uh, who once had strong faith, you'll see a lot of them have walked away from the faith. A lot of old faces, you'll see that they are no longer walking with the Lord because they have lost that connection, that sync with God. But we need to always stay connected and sync with the Lord. Amen? Amen and amen. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in them. God's seed remains in you. Believe it. Know it. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. And that is in line with Matthew 25, the sheep and the goat. To be his sheep, you must love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And you must love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. And amen. So in this new year, please remember the four Ds. Number one, decide, make a decision. Number two, be devoted. Number three, be diligent. And number four, don't forget the devil. And I'm not saying be obsessed about him, right? There are people who are obsessed with him and they love horror movies like Andy, you know, and they seek after them. He's always there. It's just as a friendly reminder that he exists. And I think a lot of Christians forget. Uh, We're not obsessed with him. We don't care about him, but know that he's there. But through Christ, we will tie up the strong man, and we will overcome the strong man. And we have already overcome through Christ who strengthens us. Amen and amen. And again, James 4, what does it teach? It says, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Just remember that passage, James 4. Resist, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Without God, there is no victory. We will be destroyed. We will be overcome by this impure spirit that's mentioned here in Matthew chapter 12. But in God, in Christ, And through Christ, we will overcome. Amen. So with the theme of the house of the Lord, yes, the house of God is his temple. It's the place where we gather and we worship. It's a place where we seek his face as a church, as a congregation, where we come together and we worship him in spirit and in truth. But also, 
just as equal that is important as your life, the body, the temple, the temple of the Holy Spirit. You must fill yourself, be filled with the Spirit of God. Protect this body, the temple of the Holy Spirit in your life. As it says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You're bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Amen. Amen. All right, with that, I'm going to ask the praise team to come up. And I would like for us to pray uh, as we sing this song, House of the Lord. And as the praise team just sings it in the background, I want to invite you um, in this early morning, uh, let us come together and let us pray. Um, Just be free. Where the presence of the Lord is, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Uh, Let us worship Him and pray to Him. If you want to worship and sing to Him, do so. If you need to pray to Him and repent, do that as well. But let's just come and worship Him in spirit and truth. In our private prayer, in our public prayer, may it be in sync, may it be the same. And may it honor the Lord in our private worship and in our public worship. Let us just come together right now and worship Him in spirit and truth. And I want to encourage you to pray to Him while He is here and while we can find Him, while He may be found. Let us pray and worship together.
Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and a raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished? Who has trampled the Son of God underfoot, who has treated as an unholy thing the blood of the covenant that sanctified them, and who has insulted the Spirit of grace? For we know Him who said, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, and again the Lord will judge his people. It is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you'll receive what he has promised. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed. But we belong to those who have faith and are saved. So God, we enter this new year on the foundation, on the premise of the work of the cross, of your name and the foundation of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it is in that foundation where we have faith and where we have salvation. So God, we choose today decide we have made that decision to follow you and Lord we will continue to be devoted to you and we will continue to be diligent in our work for you and in our walk with you and Lord we will submit to you and resist the devil and we will overcome the attacks of the enemy we resist the devil and he will flee from us. We pray all of these things in your precious Son of our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray in faith that is found in our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ, and we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. All right, with that, uh, let me pray for the offering prayer. And then we'll do our benediction. Uh, let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we love you. Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for the opportunity to give to you what is already yours. We give to you, Lord, with a joyful heart, with a willing heart. 
And we thank you for that, Lord. To have a joyful and a willing heart, it is a priceless gift. It doesn't matter whether it's two small copper coins or it is much and many in the eyes of the world. It's all about the heart of the giver. And Lord, we give to you with clean hands and with a pure heart. For you desire obedience, not sacrifice. May all the things that we have, Lord, may be used to further the work of your kingdom here on this earth as it is in heaven. We thank you. We love you for all these things. In your precious son, just cross in me, pray. Amen. 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 All right. Let's finish our service with a benediction. Let's pray together. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And may the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And now, may the unending pursuit, may the unending grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the gentle counsel and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, which that surpasses all the knowledge of this world, continue to keep you, guide you, and protect you forevermore. And as God's people we pray, amen and amen. Um, actually, uh, before we close, Andy, if you could just come to the front. Uh, Arlene, if you could go back on the guitar. Um, Hiji and Ronnie, if you guys could come forward. And let's just lay our hands on Andy. And Andy has been uh, being faithful especially in the new location in Texas. And we're going to pray uh, for God to protect him and lead him and for God to be the center of his life and that he will not lose the root of his relationship and the foundation that is found in Christ and that the Lord will protect him and the Lord will strengthen him and that the Lord will encourage him today. As he goes back to Texas, that he will go back remembering who he is and who he belongs to and who he serves and who his master is. That he will continue on in the love and the relationship that is found in Jesus Christ. Let's just pray a prayer of blessing and protection upon Andy this morning. Let's pray together.
forget his calling for your life and his love in your life that every day you walk you'll walk victoriously and even when you fumble and you stumble and you fall be ready to pick yourself right back up not by your own strength but by the strength that is found in your devotion your diligence 
in your rootedness that is found in Jesus Christ. May you submit to God, resist the devil, and the devil will flee from you. And you will overcome the attacks of the enemy. For the Lord is with you, and for the Lord walks with you. Be strengthened here today that it is always better to be in the house of the Lord than to be in the presence of many and to be praised by the words and the words of men in this world. For those pauses will fade and they will disappear. But the praises of God will stay with us and it will be unconditional. It will be infinite and it will be everlasting. May you sow for the things of God, for the kingdom of God. May the kingdom of God and his righteousness be the first thing that you seek as you have done here today, this morning. May it continue on for the rest of your 2024 as you are in Texas. Lord, I pray your blessing upon him. May you strengthen him and guide his steps. We surrender and we give our brother unto you, Lord. Even though there is not much we can do for him physically, we pray for him unconditionally, spiritually. And may you continue to walk with him and strengthen my brother here today. We thank you. We love you. We pray all of these things. In your precious son, just Christ's name we pray. And all of God's people pray. Amen. 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 All right. God bless you guys. I love you guys. Thank you for today.